0: back to Chakra Girl Radio. It is Amberly Lyons here, your spiritual BFF, and I'm just on a mission to make the world more chic and connected, one activated chakra at a time, and thanks for coming along with me. Guys, we have a very special guest today. She is one of my idols. Alana Fairchild is here. She is just the full goddess embodiment that we all want to become. She is an inspired creatrix, divine alchemist. She's an author. She creates music. She does events. And she is honestly just someone that I've looked up to in this space for years. We're talking about finding your purpose and your own divine feminine energy, connecting to the goddess within. And we are breaking down five goddesses that you need to get to know now. You know I'm all about the goddess vibes and as we go into this weekend's eclipse on July 4th I'm kind of scared but doing all the shadow work to get there and we're talking a little bit about that shadow work as well today and we actually did a five-day chakra detox challenge last week where we released all the shadows which is so important to do especially with eclipse season and the retrograde and all of that so if you missed it, we are offering it for only $17. So go check out our show notes. We'll link you to it. And it's literally five days of intense shadow work, journaling, amazing meditations that will change your life, make you cry, and leave you feeling 10 pounds energetically lighter at the end. Um, it's really, really, it was so amazing. And I got so, we got so much good feedback, and so many women felt... Like they release things that they don't need anymore. And especially like I was saying, going into eclipse season, this is when we really get to set our intention around what we don't want anymore. And so often we focus on what we want to manifest and all that kind of stuff. But as we're going into eclipse, it's so much more about what we're releasing I actually did an IGTV takeover for Mara Beauty. If you don't follow them on Instagram, go follow them. It's at the Mara Beauty, and they create the most beautiful face oil, Dubs. But I talked about the eclipse, I talked about Mercury retrograde, and talked about different do's and don'ts that we should be adhering to up until at least July 12th when the retrograde is over. So definitely go check that out. So let's get into our chakra tip. This is something that is not new. People have been doing it for years, but it's something that I've really brought myself back to, and it's putting crystals in your bra. I kind of forgot about it for a minute. I just like wasn't really doing it. And I just with everything going on and I've been wanting really to connect to more feminine energy, wanting to connect to my heart chakra more. So having crystals right on my tatas is super helpful because it's right by your heart. So my shout out is there is a company that I'm obsessed with who creates these beautiful bras and they create underwear as well, actually, but the bras have these little pouches where you can put crystals in them. So the company is called Zuella the bras are made of just like this beautiful like buttery cotton with like lace trim and they're sexy, they're beautiful, they're elegant and they're trendy and they're comfortable most importantly and you can fucking put crystals in them. So what better kind of bra than that and you can they give you the crystals. like you buy the crystals like come with the bra so you can choose what kind of crystal you want. So I got amethyst and blue-laced agate because amethyst is so good for transmuting energy. Blue-laced agate is so good for like really like owning your truth. And I think especially right now with all the shadow work and um, really wanting to be authentic, it's so important to access that throat chakra energy. So check them out at Zuella. I will link you guys in the show notes as well so you can get your own beautiful crystal bra. And their handle on Instagram is actually underscore Zuella. So underscore Z-U-E-L-A. Go check them out. All right, guys, let's get into this episode that I've been like looking forward to for pretty much my whole life. (laughs) Love Alana Fairchild. Let's get into it. Chakra Girl Radio. We are here today with Alana Fairchild. She is an inspired creatrix and divine alchemist who is in love with the divine and channels that passion into creative purpose like oracle decks, books, meditations, music, events, performances, retreats. She does it all guys and I have used Alana's Kuan Yin oracle deck every single day. To know me is to know my obsession with this deck so I'm so excited to have you. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome, Alana.
1: Thanks, Amberley. That's so lovely. (laughs)
0: Okay, let's get into our slumber party questions. What is your morning ritual?
1: The moment I wake up, I take about five seconds to just check in with any dreams. I let them kind of filter through before I switch on my, you know, day game kind of headspace. And then... I say a prayer to beloved Tara, beautiful goddess. And then I'm out of bed, I meditate. Then usually exercise, somewhere in between that, there's emailing, um, but I try to meditate before I do anything else. And then I'm into my day, which can be anything from writing to traveling or working in the recording studio, or it really varies.
0: Wow, and so what is the prayer that you say to Tara? Is it different every time or what is it usually?
1: No, it's usually really simple. It's usually something along the lines of just be with me. That's mm-hmm. usually enough, you know, because she knows, enlightened beings know. Thank heavens. Yeah. We don't have to, you know, word yeah. it perfectly and there's no, you know, clause. Yeah. We might accidentally stuff it up.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's more the feeling. They can feel yes. what you want. Um, so, and do you always do Tara or do you switch it up?
1: I always work with Tara, but I do work with other divine beings as well. But she's my kind of go-to because I have the experience of her as being the the complete source from which every other expression of the divine actually emanates. So when I speak to her, I'm also speaking to Mother Mary and to um, Kalima and Kuan Yin. You know that they're all kind of connected. So I'm, I'm never sort of ignoring the others. <laughs> hey. I'm just- yeah. I'm just loving the, the umbrella goddess.
0: That. Yes. Yeah.
1: yeah.
0: So good. Okay. What is your favorite crystal of the moment?
1: I can never answer that question. I'm sorry. I just, it's like choosing a child. If I, just between you and me and your listeners for today, I would say Larimar. I'm really feeling that. Um, but I just, I love them all. I, I cannot choose one.
0: <laughs> I know. They're so good. What is your sun, your moon, and your rising?
1: Uh, so it's sun in Cancer and moon and rising are both in Taurus.
0: Ooh. <laughs> yeah, <that'll work. laughs>
1: Non-astrology people freak out when you do that, when you go, oh, and they go, oh, what's wrong with me?
0: <laughs> oh, well, I mean, there's no Scorpio, so it's not too scary.
1: <laughs> well, no, Scorpio descendant, but um, I do oh, have a... lot of pluto kind of going on in my chart so yeah oh oh my
0: gosh so good okay what is a quote that you live by
1: oh my goodness um there's one that i love and i can never remember who said it and it's really obscure but it's um foolish consistency is the hobgoblin of small (laughs) minds oh i love that (laughs)
0: That is so true. And you know, I have to like check in with myself. Like, am I being too good? Like, am I being too consistent? Like, am, do I need to switch it up? Because we get on autopilot and we just kind of, I don't know, that's when the creativity goes.
1: It's so true. We need to give ourselves permission to be real in the moment, even if it's taking some radical departures from where we thought we were going to be or, or what our plans were.
0: Yes, so true. Okay, so I want to talk about you. When did your spiritual journey begin and when did you decide to make it your life's work?
1: Well, I think it began pretty much before I even got in the womb. (laughs) I've always felt a really strong connection to the spiritual realms, Um, sometimes through church because I was raised as a Catholic, although I did leave the church when I was about, I think about 19, 18, 19 um and then but still love you know the divine just I liked the freedom for me of a spiritual openness that I understand that religion may work for some so it's not a problem but I also always had a bit of a pagan streak you know love the trees love being in nature so that was always with me but in terms of making it my life path that really didn't happen consciously until I was in my early 20s and I had the most terrible depression and anxiety and i was doing a, a law degree and you know on this path and I had these amazing job offers from like a top corporate law firm and everyone was like oh you know this is so amazing this is what you're you know what everyone wants to do and people were saying oh you know people would kill for this job offer and i just thought oh i feel awful and i had no feeling of inspiration or joy about my future and i thought this is not the right path for me and I uh, went to see a psychic who became my first spiritual teacher. She taught me meditation and that kind of thing. I worked with her for almost two years. And it was just before I graduated. And she just said to me, she'll be doing what I'm doing. And I went, that's the most sensible thing I think I've ever heard in my entire life. <laughs> and so I did classes with her and then pretty quickly, it was even within a matter of months, I, um, I graduated, did a couple of just random jobs to keep a little bit of money coming in and just kind of took a leap really. And it was at a time when I had more debt than I've ever had in my life. Um, I had less money coming in and it made no sense whatsoever on any practical level, but I just couldn't stay on the more corporate path. Now, that being said, I know some women who work in corporate and they're amazing spiritual women. And it's part of their journey to kind of hold that beautiful frequency of authenticity and truth in the corporate field. So I'm not saying that, you know, that can't happen, but it just wasn't my path. I needed something a bit more bohemian and I never really grew up with it. So I didn't see it anywhere. And I really had to kind of fall into it and depression and anxiety was kind of my push away from the path that wasn't working towards me. And then I bumbled very inelegantly into the path that was right. But I I don't want to um, make it seem like I took this, you know, graceful leap off the psychological cliff and landed, you know, beautifully on the other side and just started channeling. Like I was, it was a mess. It was very, <laughs> it was very messy. It but usually it was, is. Yeah. yeah. Right. Right. Yeah.
0: So when you first started, like what was kind of the first thing you did? Was it teaching or healing?
1: Uh, It was a combination. I think I started with psychic readings, actually, working Mm. with the tarot because I I love tarot. And then I stopped using, uh, I call them props, but no disrespect. I still adore the tarot. But I just Mm. started working more with psychic kind of energy reading because I found that quite natural when I could get out of any, you know, fear around doing that. If I just put that to one side and just sat down and was completely present, then it was quite natural. So I did that for a while and then... I started teaching um, and then it was quite a while, maybe eight or nine years. And I'd written a little bit because I'd written my own courses and things. And there was kind of a series of synchronicities and my publisher found a self-published CD. And then that began my relationship with him. And that's been the past nine years. And there's been a lot of 20 decks and about 13 books. And when I, when I do something, I really do it. <laughs> <Yeah>. So, <laughs> but, you know, I think there's like 27 albums of music and meditation. Like I really get into it. So, oh, wow. <laughs> but, yeah, it's been great.
0: So I think one of the questions that people ask the most is how do they find their purpose? So if you were to kind of break it down for someone, what would you tell them to do first?
1: First of all, don't panic. Um, because honestly, I had... A number of years where I really didn't know what I wanted to do and, and when I ended up studying law it was really because I had these marks in my uh, it was called HSC back then I don't know what they call it now but the end of high school and I had this kind of social pressure to do either medicine or law and I couldn't stand the idea of you know dissecting dead bodies I just couldn't <laughs> handle it so I thought well I better do law like it was so disconnected from any sense of what my interior feeling was. So I really stumbled about not knowing what I was meant to be doing and yet feeling that there must be something uh, within me for quite a while. And if I could find it, and believe me, I was really lost in the wilderness for quite a long time, it will find you because it's not, I know it seems like, you know, it might be a job or it might be separate from us, but our purpose is very much connected to who we are as real, authentic people. So I would say, to someone who's really looking to find that true sense of meaningful purpose and path one of the best things and the most helpful things you can do actually there's two one stop listening to other people and two really take some time to get to know who you are what are you about what kind of personality are you what sorts of environments do you thrive in what do you like to do what are you willing excuse my expression to shovel shit for because Mm -hmm. honestly when you find your passion I think you work harder than anything else but there's kind of a a beautiful willingness to do it because it does move you and it transforms you along with your your creative expression and your commitment to it but don't sort of expect it to be some fantasy um, job that comes in out of the blue i mean it might but it also might not it might be something that you actually need to create it might be a path that no one else has ever walked before and so the only kind of inner well, the only kind of guidance you'll have is this inner knowing is something resonant or not resonant. And it's just this kind of like driving a car. You keep trying to adjust your choice dials to, more towards the things that feel resonant and a little bit away from the things that just don't feel quite right. And that doesn't mean what's difficult and what's easy. Sometimes the things that feel really resonant are the most challenging,
0: mm. but
1: You're willing to engage with it, you know. That's the path of least resistance. It's not, unfortunately, or whatever, lying on the couch watching Netflix 24/7 only, you know. And then we are enlightened, yay! It's all done. It's not quite like that. No,
0: but I, I love that you said that because I feel like there is this kind of I don't know belief out there that oh, once you find your purpose, everything's easy. But it's not. It's like it's still a lot of work. It's just you feel a lot more fulfilled while you're doing the work.
1: It is, and look, there are. There's a lot of grace. There is, and yeah. there's a lot of doors that will open for you, and things that just happen. I mean, I look at my life now, and many days I just think. Even when I first started, I used to think I can't believe people are paying me to do this. Like it's so, I couldn't get my head around it because I loved doing healing and I loved doing readings. It just felt like. A gift, but I still had to deal with the the challenges, you know, in the physical body when you do energy work and, and all of those sorts of things. So there's a lot of help when we're on our right path, a huge amount actually, but yes, we have to do our part.
0: Yes. And then, so I want to talk about the divine feminine. I feel like that's kind of a good segue. So when we are moving towards our purpose and there is the work to do, And sometimes it can feel a little bit, not forced, but it can feel like hard work. Like how do we stay in our divine feminine or how do we find our divine feminine when there's so much work to do?
1: That's such a great question. I was just speaking with a friend about this recently. Uh, She's been, she's a healer as well. And she was working with some women in particular who are in corporate. And they're these amazing women, like really working very hard very um, accomplished in their fields and have no idea who they are as as women. It's like they almost had to sacrifice that in order to become, you know, the old story more like playing at being a man in a way uh, in order to make it in their particular field. And my heart really went out to them and I I could relate because I remember when I was working in a more uh, business, um, traditional business industry, that there was this pressure to behave in a certain way and it's it's all about um, these kind of externalized deadlines it's very and schedules it's very disconnected from the inner realm and I think you know the inner realm of of our true being is where the divine feminine is and she is our knowing she is our seed of what it is that we're here to do and what it is we're here to become. She is our spiritual intelligence, whether we're in a male or female body. She's the ability that we have at a soul level to grow into our our destiny and to attract what we need and repel what we don't need. And, you know, think about... If you wanted to invite a treasured guest into your house, you know the first thing you do, especially if you had a lot of clutter, is clear some space. You know, clear out a room where they're going to stay. If they're going to have dinner, you'd set a place for them at the table. So it's like if we want to invite the divine feminine to become more conscious and more real to us and to take up residence in our lives, then we need to create some space for her. And usually, that starts with a little bit of time. Now, the good thing with spiritual connection is that it's not like the more time you put aside necessarily the deeper the connection it can be but it doesn't have to be you could put aside you know excuse me it's a terrible expression but like quality time do we like yeah. that expression well oh, anyway but the idea of it is that you know you put aside five minutes but you really give yourself five minutes to connect with her and and you turn off your phone and you just to sit in presence with either a beautiful image or a deck of cards or something that helps you feel like you connect with that inner sacredness is very powerful and a lot can happen in five minutes. In five minutes, you can have enough, even two minutes, or one minute, you can have enough spiritual presence that comes through to shift your entire day or your entire week. I've had experiences with the divine over the years that might just take a few seconds and then, the impact of <clears throat> excuse me of what comes from that and the the healing and the the work and the the shifting in my life can go for a year or more so we never underestimate just how powerful it is to have the the confidence and the commitment to our own destiny that we take that little bit of time preferably every day even if it's a minute in the morning and a minute at night and maybe once during the day to just check in and have that sense of like sacred rebelliousness where you think, I don't care what anyone else says. I believe that the universe has love at its centre. And so when I open my heart to the universe and say, hey, I'm here, I need some assistance, I want you to protect me, help me find the right path, help me have the courage to make decisions that are true and, and that are aligned with love and I will let you take care of everything else. And then to have that sassy rebelliousness where you go, it's enough, that's enough, I'm worthy of it. The universe wants to assist, and it will provide what I need. Mm,
0: I love that, so it's it's actually less about it's not doing more that
1: not gives exactly. you access
0: to the divine feminine. You don't need to add in a million rituals. it's literally. Not- doing less and sitting with yourself and I think one thing that we often forget too is literally just ask for the guidance I know for myself I'm trying to like well I need the answer like I need to figure out the answer it's like I could just ask and surrender
1: Yes, it's a mindset. It's a change in mindset. Yeah. And then when you have the spaciousness within, you can do the other things, the beautiful rituals and, and processes, and they can be lovely. But we don't want to drive ourselves into a frenzy of more things to do because the feminine mm-hmm. likes breathing space.
0: Okay, so let's have a quick And every piece also comes with an intention setting ritual to infuse your own intentions into your jewelry to just create the best life. So go to PrismLifestyle.co and use code ChakraGirl at checkout. Okay, so let's have a quick chat about luxury and spirituality. If you are listening to this, I am sure you enjoy the finer things in life, that you're super intentional, and that means you would love my jewelry brand Prism and know And every piece also comes with an intention setting ritual to infuse your own intentions into your jewelry to just create the best life. So go to prismlifestyle.co and use code chakra girl at
1: checkout. She likes breathing space and presence. And the answers, they do tend to pop up in the space. I mean, have you ever noticed that? It's like suddenly you stop thinking about something and you're in the shower or you're driving or you're singing along, doing car karaoke or whatever. And then suddenly you just think, oh, it's so obvious. Yeah questions like why didn't I think of that before it just kind of arises
0: yes the shower downloads So yes. it just happens
1: <laughs> yeah absolutely
0: okay so once we feel we kind of feel more connected to our feminine and we want to kind of take it a, a step a little bit deeper with goddess work where do you suggest starting
1: sort of wherever you're at whatever feels like the organic next step so I've, I've created quite a lot of supportive materials and I, I always say to people because there is a lot so people ask what should I do and I always say just trust what you feel attracted to because that is the feminine you know she'll guide us through we feel this we don't even know why half the time but we just feel this oh I'm drawn to that and it's a good idea to listen the really, um, allow ourselves to feel where that attraction is leading us so it could be through an oracle deck I've just created a new um, program called the kuan yin transmission which is about channeling and connecting with five of the faces of the divine feminine uh, kuan yin beautiful tara mother mary Kali, and just my beloved goddess isis um so that'll be starting in july Mm. Uh, but there's you know there's so many ways i've written a book the crystal goddesses triple eight a whole bunch of cds so there's a lot of resources but Let's just say if you wanted to start right where you are now, you did not want to do any online shopping or whatever, you just want to say, I can't, I'm just here. I would say breathe and connect with yourself, with your heart, dropping into that. And that's enough to start. Mm. And then from there, it's really... I call it divine feminine initiation. It happens to all of us when we really start to work with her because her ways are so different to mainstream society, so it can be a bit disconcerting. And I know when it started for me, I really felt like everything was turning to crap. I was like, what's going on? This is a nightmare. (laughs) All of my plans were failing. I thought, God, what am I doing wrong? This is terrible. And it, it took me, no one had ever talked to me about the divine feminine, really, so I had no idea. And then eventually, I figured it out, took me a while, but eventually I realised, oh, this isn't failure. This isn't anything bad. This is actually she's taking the reins. The feminine is taking over. And what she likes, I mean, I mentioned spaciousness, but she really, she requires a lot of confidence and trust in the inner sense of what we're attracted to and what we're not so that we can make those choices without having immediate proof of the the sanity of it because i sometimes use the example of like a caterpillar and a butterfly i mean if someone described that to you and you hadn't seen it before and you didn't know it was real it would sound completely insane like you know that it goes and it cocoons itself and self-digests and then emerges as a completely different creature with wings i mean you just want to check that person into some kind (laughs) of institution. <laughs> but that is the feminine genius. And and we are supposed to, um, well not supposed to, but if we're going to connect with her, we do need to step into the willingness of radical trust because we will feel like parts of our lives just fall apart. And it's, you know, we can either freak out or we can say, okay, possibly there's something new that wants to emerge here, something superior, something that I'm evolving into. It's quite possible that you know, if someone's going through that, they've just outgrown a particular phase. And this is good. This, this is the feminine path.
0: So can we go over those five goddesses? Like, I want to know a little bit about each of them.
1: So Kuan Yin, you've connected with, she's yeah. an amazing goddess of compassion. She actually exists in multiple cultures. So she shows up just under different names. And interestingly, in India, she's male, Savalokiteshwara, and mm-hmm. male in Tibet. but in China, she's Quan Yin, the divine feminine. And I I think this is really beautiful because it shows that the divine is not limited in the same way that our human minds tend to be. You know, it it can manifest in whatever form. And there's a particular form of Quan Yin and a number of goddesses I depicted like this Kali as well in Durga, but with many, many arms. Um, You may have seen that. like you've got thousands of arms and multiple faces. And that symbolism is really that the divine is never limited by the things that human beings, that we tend to be limited by. So we have two hands. And the symbolism of many hands is that the divine can do many, many things at once and is able to move beyond our mental restrictions. Mm -hmm. So part of the gift with Kuan Yin is really opening to a kind of more expansive imagination about what's possible and not allowing our trust to be limited by our mental um, projections or expectations. And that takes a little while because people will tell you that you're nuts if you don't have a plan, if you don't see how things can work. But all of the good stuff that's happened in my life has happened as a result of taking a step based on intuition when there really wasn't very much else going on around to justify it, you know, (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) you have to just really trust. (laughs) Yeah, you do. It gets easier with practice. You do it a few times and you think, Oh, that worked quite well. I might do that again. And then you have the times when you don't listen to your intuition, you think, oh, bloody hell, I wish I had a pay yeah. more attention,
0: yeah.
1: you know. <laughs> I saw the writing on the wall for that relationship or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> seriously. Oh, i listen next time. Um, yeah, so that's Quan Yin. Um, and Mother Mary, she's beautiful. I, I know that she's related most strongly to Catholicism, but I find all of these facets of the divine, even Kwan Yin with Buddhism, They're not limited by religion. They'll Mm -hmm. connect with anyone who has an open heart. And I think with Mother Mary, one of the things I love about her is that she walked in human form. She went through tremendous sacrifice and struggle. I mean, ask any parent what it's like to lose a child. It's the kind of devastation that doesn't seem to compare to anything else. And, you know, she went through it in the most excruciating way. When you really love someone and see them in agony, I think it's harder sometimes to bear their suffering than your own. Mm. So, you know, she's really just this incredible being. And she's just, she's such a minx. Like, she's amazing. She'll, when you ask for help, she will sort it out. She And she's so practical. She's helped me a lot with houses, with when, when I needed to live in certain places. Um, And she'll always put a little signature. Somehow, you know, I'll just happen to see... I don't know there'll be a magazine and I've just prayed to her and I'll have her picture on the cover woman of the year or it'll be <laughs> you know, um, Mary Street when I happen to look up or a, I've had a beautiful experience with her once where I found like a, a silver medallion of hers on the street in the middle of the inner west in Sydney it made no sense at all but I was going through a complete crisis about my work and my purpose i just got my first rejection letter from a publisher and i was like what's going on this is <laughs> terrible and i was what stomping down you know marrickville and there was litter everywhere and i was like ah. and then i saw this thing glinting on the street and i i thought i just have to pick this up even though it's probably just a bottle cap or something but i leant down to pick it up and it was this beautiful it was the miraculous metal and it actually had a tiny little scroll attached to it I still have it wow, wow. I opened the scroll and it said, "I'm not kidding you." It said, "Fear not, child. God has a plan for you." I was like, "Oh my god!" Oh, so I, my, oh my gosh! Beautiful <laughs> <physical laughs> experience in Merrickville. <laughs> oh <my> goodness! <laughs> so that's Mary. You know, she takes care of us. And yes, like motherly. Yes, yes yeah. She is. She's she's our divine mother. Yeah. And Carly is really fierce. Yeah, um, Kelly scares me. <laughs> She scares a lot of people. Yeah. I wore a car pendant when I was travelling in India and I had a lot of local people that, like, looked at me very strangely and then ran away. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, goodness. Carly, if, if we can love her without fear, she's our great ally. Carly's the kind of, you know, like, the best friend that you know loves you and has your back. But if you're being an idiot, they'll tell you. Do you know yeah, that? That's like me. So maybe that's what? why I, I, I'm afraid of my own medicine. <laughs> huh? Well, there you go so you know carly but she's yeah. All, she yeah yeah she takes away the thing that we don't need in our lives anymore yeah mm. and then tara is tara's wonderful she she has many forms but her most common form is green Tara. And the Buddhists always teach that modern people need Tara because she acts immediately. You don't have to pray to her for three months before you get an answer. It's just like you pray and you haven't even finished saying the words and she's leaping into action. Mm. And I think the thing that we really, if we want to experience Tara and I have experienced her many, many times, she's incredible. She'll just resolve anything and everything, but you, you have to be willing to have confidence and the confidence is total trust so it's not really confident when you go, oh, I've been praying for months to solve my financial problems or my love life or whatever. Total confidence is you ask for that help and you have complete faith. And mm-hmm. it's hard.
0: Mm-hmm. It's not
1: hard for her. It's hard for us. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. we tend to believe in the obstacles and we believe in things always have to be difficult or things have to happen in a certain way. And look, sometimes we do have to take a path and it can take a while, but, a lot of the time, what we think we need to do is a lot more than what's actually asked of us. So, with Tara, it's about learning to get out of our own way and to allow the divine to assist. So, she's amazing. I love working with her. And then the final one of the five is the goddess Isis, whom like, oh, I just adore her. She's an ancient, Egypt. she's known as the goddess of 10,000 names. So, she really um, liked Tara. She has these kind of multiple forms. Even Carly and Kuan Yin do as well. And I believe secretly Mother Mary does too, but just not many people know about it. So I I do go over all of this in uh, the Kuan Yin Transmission book um, that I wrote and also the training. But Isis, I adore her because she's just so feminine and she never gives up. She has so much bullshit thrown at her through her life and so many terrible things and she always responds with, grace and a real kind of strength of spirit. She's always learning. She's always figuring it out. How do I respond to this? She she never forgets who she is, even when things are difficult. And I think sometimes as humans, we can make the mistake of thinking if we're going through a difficult time or we're not manifesting as clearly as we want, or we don't feel like we're fully on our path, we can judge ourselves and think that we're less than as a human or we're not as spiritual as someone else who seems to have it all together. But that's just rubbish. At yeah. a spiritual level, we are all from the same source. We are all the same substance. And I in no way believe that some are more spiritual than others. I just think that's just nonsense. But what I do feel is that some have cleaned the the glass that the light shines through a little <laughs> bit more. So it's just a bit more visible. And I think with ISIS, you know, the light that's shining through is more visible. I think with ISIS she teaches us, keep going, don't give up, be so committed to the fulfilment of your heart, to the fruition of your purpose that you are willing to engage with anything and everything, even the really difficult stuff, and use it to grow wiser and stronger and more skillful. And, and be kind to yourself. You know, sometimes shit happens and it's not, you know, we can think, oh, I've attracted it, and I'm, you know, blah, blah, blah. And sometimes we use new age teachings to beat ourselves up, but that's never wise to mm. do that. So, you know, Isis is kindness, but she's a real badass. So I like her a lot. <laughs> I also just need to ask you, like, how is your deck so
0: accurate? Like, it is so <laughs> shocking. It is shocking. The Yin deck, I like it, sometimes it's like a bit of a slap in the face because I'm like, I knew this was going to be the card. Why didn't I just listen to myself? <laughs> but it's that's so amazing. accurate.
1: I love it when that happens. That's when someone's really bonded with a deck and they, yeah. they know it's like they, they're they one with it and they know what card's going to come. And they do. Yeah, that's beautiful when that happens. Um, that's spirit. The accuracy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I get that a lot from all different decks, people saying that to me. And it's just, it's spirit.
0: Oh, I love it. And you're also making a callie deck. This is, I, so I feel like this is going to be the bridge between my fear with callie is I'm going to get your deck and then I'm going to not be as afraid of her.
1: Yeah. Look, she, even when I was writing that deck and that was full on, because whenever I'm writing a deck, I go into deep immersion with whatever it is that I'm writing about. So yeah. writing about Kali in deep immersion was, you know, let's just That's say a lot, lot changes <laughs> yeah. in my life. <laughs> Total. Like a wildfire sweeping through. But everything that happens ultimately brings us more joy. And I think that's what we have to remember with Carly, you know.
0: Yes, I will. So I started doing a, a Kali devotion. Like I was doing a, the kali one of the Kali mantras every morning. And I think it was like on day 10 or something. I got in a car accident. Thank God everyone was okay. But I was like, I know this was like, I'm supposed to be paying attention. Like I know exactly what this is. So it's like, it can be a little aggressive. And then I was like, okay, I think I'm going to stop doing
1: this. <laughs> Just, yeah, well... <laughs> I mean, it's funny. The thing with Carly, she does have a gentle side and not many people know about that. But it's said that if you are with her without fear, she treats you like a tender mother with a child. And in some, it's usually the more fringe dwellers. So we're talking about the kind of spiritual, um, what's the right expression? Outsiders, in a way, or really advanced practitioners, but they will um, worship her and they say that she brings prosperity and grace the same as like Lushmi, who's you know very golden and beautiful. You know, but I think the right it's to connect with the right goddess that feels resonant at the right time and there's no need to push. But yeah, when you're called to Kali, oh gosh, you just got to give in, really. gonna have her way but fortunately it's ultimately you know a loving way thank yes and it doesn't yeah. always feel like it in the exact moment <laughs> yeah
0: but I feel like it also like I feel like even during those 10 days I I like ended up releasing a lot that I had held on to for a long time and it was like once you release what you don't need anymore then the goodness comes through so it's worth it in that
1: yes absolutely yeah
0: oh so amazing uh, okay, let's move on to manic moments and manifesting where we talk about our last meltdown and the last thing that we manifested. And I can go first. So I actually just went camping um, and I'm not a camper, first off.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so that was,
0: there, so there was that. And then also it was raining to top it off. So I was not loving life at the time, but then also I didn't do my morning ritual for two days I didn't do it which is so unlike me actually no because the day the second day I actually did it when I got home from camping but I for like a day and a half I didn't do like a ritual which is very rare for me to do. Um, but I just didn't feel in my element. Like I had Kuan Yin on my nightstand. I had some crystals on my nightstand. I had some oils. I used them a little bit, but I didn't really, I don't know. I just wasn't really finding the connection. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, of course I just like was in like the grouchiest mood when I got home and I was like, what is wrong with me? Why am I so agitated? I'm like, oh, of course I did not do <laughs> my rituals. So but then, my manifestation, I feel like just having you here the next day, because this was all yesterday. So
1: <laughs> now I have
0: you here today, and you are the creator of my favorite deck, which is like the best part of my practice. So now, again, this is another reminder being like, hey, like, don't forget, at least pull a card or something. <laughs> That's so
1: funny. I love that story.
0: So it worked out. Okay. What was your latest meltdown?
1: I had one uh, not that long ago where, look, technology and I, we have a love-hate relationship. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> but I was trying to set up a new printer and it just went, it, it just wouldn't work. And I called the, um, th- that was my first mistake, I called the, <laughs> the IT support helpline and I was on hold and then talking to people for like two minutes and it just, anyway and then be put on hold again and it, it was taking like 45 minutes and I'm a very I try to go with the flow but because I do a lot of work and have a lot of output I'm very protective around my time so if I'm waste it feels like I'm wasting 45 minutes on the you know and I hate things being inefficient it just drives me bonkers I just yes. get really crotchety and really cranky um, yes. so uh, I can feel my blood pressure which is normally pretty low but it was rising and I just thought I started to have a little mini um, tantrum that's fair. I was like, what's this? And I just got a very clear answer. Step away from the computer and go and have a shower. And I was like, okay, well, I thought, all right, I'll just do it. So I just I hung up the phone and didn't wait anymore online. And then I went into the shower and then the answer just came to me. It was actually just swap this printer with the one that your admin angel has who lives, you know, five minutes up the road. I just went. Okay, I'm just going to do that. So I spoke to her. The whole thing was resolved in about ten minutes. Um, her printer worked perfectly for me. My printer worked perfectly for her, and it was all sorted. And I just uh, thought, that's the yeah, that's the divine solution. But it pretty much always kind of starts with me having some kind of meltdown, emotional, you know, trauma or, <laughs> or yes. tattoo or something, saying to the universe, "You've got to sort this out." Um, yeah, and then it grew usually really quickly and with minimal drama yeah and then I mean showers
0: like that's the secret like anytime something's not working Mm. out have a shower
1: (laughs) yeah because it just just disconnects you you know it's like more thinking is rarely going to lead you to where you want to go (laughs) Um, are you
0: are you one of those
1: cold shower people because I'm trying to start becoming one Oh, I don't know. sweet. I tried it a couple of times. I kept, you know, my mantra was this is so good for my brain, but my body is just going, I don't give a shit if it's so exactly. <laughs> like this.
0: Exactly. <laughs> <sighs> I'm really, I, I, I enjoyed it for like a week. And then this week I'm like, I'm, I like to sit down in the shower. I like to crank up the heat and just, and just sit there. So yeah, we'll see. We'll see if I can make the change. Well, anyways, that was amazing. Thank you so, so much for everything. Where can everyone find you online? I mean, they're probably already following you, but why don't we tell them anyways?
1: (laughs) I always forget to do this. So thank you for the prompt. Um, I'm on Instagram. So it's just um, Alana Fairchild on Instagram. I'm also on Facebook. Uh, I think it's Alana Fairchild official. Um, What else? I'm on Twitter and LinkedIn. And I have, um, you can find me on Spotify uh, where I have all my music and meditations and the same for um, on Apple Music. Um, And then I have a website, alanafairchild.com. And if you want to look at the Quan Yin transmission, it's at healing.alanafairchild.com. Um, but basically, if you kind of jump into any of those little entry points, you'll enter into the labyrinth of my mystical, yes. <laughs> mystical
0: world and we'll find each other. Yes, we'll find you. And everyone will link you to everything and definitely check out the Kuan Yin deck if you don't already have it. I know I talk about it all the time, so you might already have it. And then the Kuan Yin transmission, I'm going to be there 100%. So yay. Thank you so much, Alana. This has like been a dream for me to chat with you. It's been so lovely. You're such a delight. So, and everyone I'm sure
1: is very, very, very enjoying this. Oh, thank you. That's so lovely. Just so much, you know, joy and best wishes from my heart to you and the for the work Aww. you're doing. Oh, thank you. And thank you Just so much in. everyone, for listening and we
0: will catch you all next week. Bye guys. Thank you so much for listening. Remember karma is real. So if you love this episode, go leave a comment, rate us five stars and subscribe. And you're going to manifest a mini heart chakra upgrade because you got to give if you want to receive. Also make sure to follow me on Instagram at Chakra Girl Co. and shoot me a DM. I'm here to chat. Also, you can find more info on this episode at chakragirlco.com. That's where you're going to access the show notes. And while you're on my website, check out the newest online hotspot, the Chakra Girl Glam and Grounded Membership. We would love to help you activate those chakras, babe. So step into that chic life and join us in the Glam and Grounded Membership. Love you, mean it. See you next Tuesday. Thanks for
1: listening.